As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music and lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome to Fitness Disrupted, a production of iHeartRadio. I am Tom Holland, and this is Fitness Disrupted. Listener mailbag show number five. And this is the final listener mailbag show of the year. A few days away from 2021. So looking back, I want to say what an amazing year it has been for me with this show. Thank you to everyone who has listened And to those who have reached out as well with questions. And today I'm going to get to, we have seven, I think, seven great questions. Somewhat similar, some of them, and other ones, totally different topics. So a great mix of questions that came directly from you. And this is people reaching out so many ways now, as I've said before, like I'm old. I I didn't even realize like that Instagram had a direct message till, uh, you know, my box was filled with so many uh, questions and comments, but uh, I'm I'm catching up. So if you want to reach out, Tom H fit is Twitter and Instagram, Tom H fit. And you can also just go right to fitnessdisrupted.com and email me through the site. But Today, again, awesome questions, you know, testosterone, weight training questions. We got so many. I'm scrolling through here. Uh, Injuries. What else? Running issues. Uh, Just great. Uh, And weight loss and protein. So everything. We got some nutrition, some injuries, some muscle building, weight loss, everything you want to know about. And actually, two that kind of go to supplements. And that's a huge thing. Huge Huge thing. It always has been, but even more so now with social media, Facebook ads, and you're just bombarded, bombarded with all of these claims of weight loss, muscle building, more so than ever before. And as a podcast host and just someone in this field, I am bombarded daily with 
products and, and supplements. And I will never, ever talk about or represent something that I don't 100% believe in. I will never. I don't care how big that truck of money is that uh, they back up because it's all about credibility. And that is lost, I would argue, on many in the industry. And for good reason, they don't care. <laughs> they just, and, and by the way, and this is frightening to me, but it's the way the world is, many of these products are pushed by doctors. You know, you see the ad with the doctor in the lab coat. And that's frightening to me when the product is questionable at best. All right. So without further ado, quick break. When I come back, we are going to get right to your questions. Listener mailbag episode number five. We'll be right back. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas and more, or simply soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, Cheap Caribbean Vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget Beach Finder. Or find a featured all-inclusive package to Ibera Star Hotels and Resorts and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. All right. As I said at the start of the show, thank you so much for listening and reaching out. And, you know, it is imperative that I hear what you're still questioning, what those questions are and, and the issues you have and the products you're seeing. Uh, there are no dumb questions. There can't possibly be. Uh, there are just there's so many charlatans out there and, and there's so many people that are just trying to make money in this industry. And I find that ridiculously offensive, especially when we're talking health and wellness and truthfully when, when doctors are involved. Uh, but you know what? They're human. They're fallible. Not to pick on that industry in particular, but 
listen, this is about health and wellness. This is not selling shoes. And I uh, am deeply offended when people are trying to put one over on you. And that's why I do the show. That's why I write my books. Save you money, save you time, and help you get the results using the best information possible. All right, let's get right to it. First question. Uh, I kind of edit these down for you, but this one says, my question is, does running after within an hour working out legs hinder any muscle gains in the legs? Phenomenal question. Uh, Again, just to reword it, basically you do a leg workout. If your goal is to build muscle, is it detrimental to go for a run? Yeah, to go for a run. And we can even just say do cardio, whether it's elliptical running, uh, Stairmaster, step mill, whatever you want to call that within an hour. Does that hinder any muscle gains in the legs? Now, short answer is no. Short answer is no. Uh, but if you're a bodybuilder, and I've talked about this before, you know, they tend to only do like 10 to 15 minutes of really low steady state cardio because they don't want to eat the muscle. I just did a podcast recently about this and how that goes completely contrary to the sports nutrition and exercise science component of uh, how your body is fueled. Your body doesn't want to and, and has a really tough time utilizing protein from your muscle as fuel. Carbohydrate first. And you have to deplete those stores and then get into the fat and then have that be an issue. So you have to go really long before you can even start to worry about that. But listen, if you're a professional bodybuilder, they're not running anyway. (laughs) So uh, maybe that's not even worth discussing. But the short answer again is no. You know, we want to build muscle and we want to strengthen our heart and we want to burn calories. What is most important is that you are consistent at all three of those. And there are writers who have to pound out three, four articles a day in the fitness world. And they are, listen, I'm happy I don't have to do that. I've had a couple contract writing jobs over the years, but it was never like a ridiculous number of articles per day. And oftentimes they they are scrambling for topics. And that's oftentimes where you get conflicting information, right? Because they got to find a topic. Sometimes they know the truth. Most times they don't. But when it comes to building muscle, and again, I am living proof. Yes, N equals one. I get that. I'm just one example. But what is most important is you get that workout in. Right? That you get your cardio in. That you get your strength training in. So is it ideal? Like, listen, if you're squatting heavy... You're using that leg press. You're doing lunges. It's hard to go run after. But let me say this. For that specific group of you that are listening, that do triathlons, that do marathons, when I was designing the programs for clients back in the day, and when I designed programs for myself, I specifically do that sometimes. In other words, I purposefully will do a leg workout before getting on the bike or going for a run. Why? To train my body to exercise on tired legs. And that will benefit me on race day. Now, many of you are like, I don't care about that. And I get that. But we only have so many hours in the day. And 
you know, if if we wait to do things to get that workout in cardiovascularly or strength training wise, it's oftentimes not going to happen. So what is most important? As I say, Nike got it half right. It's not just do it. It's just do it consistently. So if you have the flexibility and you can wait an hour, sure. You know, fatigue wise, it's going to affect, you know, how fast you go again, depending on how hard that leg workout was. So it always comes down to your goals. But the question here specifies hinder any muscle gains. I just want you to do that cardio. You know, you're going to break down the muscle tissue. What I want you to most focus on, and I'll leave it at this, is that you push your strength training workouts, that leg workout, that you get in adequate protein, and that you recover. Because what's happening when you do the strength training and when you go for a run? You are breaking down muscle tissue. So what is most important or, you know, up in the list is adequate protein and adequate recovery. If you do both, you will be perfectly well off. And I don't want you to skip that cardio. I want you to strengthen the heart as well. Awesome question. All right, number two. Now we get fun. Not that that wasn't. And I have to be so careful uh, with these type of questions. So this is on a specific product. I'm not going to mention it. No need. And it starts curious what your thoughts are on this. I keep seeing an ad for blank on my Facebook page. It's claiming only 18% of whey is absorbed by the body and the rest is turning to sugar or fat. And that it doesn't absorb fast enough to be effective for muscle building. Seems like clickbait to me, but I was curious about the science behind it. Now, someone's selling supplements. And immediately, when you read things like this and see things like this, I want you to say, what would Tom say? <laughs> and where, where do I go right away? I don't. We're going to go to the science, give you one study, and I'm going to quickly talk about whey protein and amino acids and that kind of stuff. But let's go to the common sense and the real world and the people that make their living off of this. Let's go to bodybuilders. What type of protein do bodybuilders tend to take? Whey protein. Now, I did a show, and I'm going to talk about it during this one, about second-level stuff. So even within the protein world, you know, people say, what's the best protein? My answer is the protein that you eat consistently. And you go, Tom, that's such an annoying answer. Well, it's the right answer. Because if I told you pea protein or, you know, uh, hemp protein or soy protein was the one best way, there's no way you're going to be able to consume that every time you want protein. You're going to be out at restaurants. You're going to be doing different things. What is most important is that you get in enough protein. That's second level stuff. But now... This product is trying to tell you that whey protein basically doesn't work. Let me read. I underlined uh, that the rest is turning to sugar or fat. Garbage. And then second, that it doesn't absorb fast enough to be effective for muscle building. Hello? You got to be kidding me. So how are these bodybuilders getting their results? Now, those of you who are in the know, and I just did a show on this, yeah, they're taking performance-enhancing drugs, most of them at the top levels, 
But that doesn't negate the fact that they are taking whey protein. And for the natural guys, there are some. I'm one. It works. It works. You know, when you're trying to sell these ridiculous supplements. And by the way, I did look at just the dosage (laughs) of this product. Five to 10 tablets per day and five to 10 tablets before working out. So let's assume you're, so that's 20. It's expensive. And you know what these products cost to make? Next to nothing. There's some great documentaries out there about how easy it is to put together a supplement that so loosely regulated. Uh, do I want to read more? Uh, (sighs) yes, let me just read a little more from this product. Most powders are less than 20% utilized for building new protein. Not even quite sure what that means. And that's the key because what isn't utilized for protein building, it's muscle, it's not building protein. It is protein is converted to sugar or fat. And that's where the actual calories come from. The 80% that's garbage. That's garbage. If you only ate protein powder and your caloric requirements for the day were 3,000 calories, and I put you on a protein powder at 2,500 calories per day, which, by the way, is pretty close to what, you know, a a natural bodybuilder will do, you're going to get shredded. You know when it turns to fat and is stored? When it's over the calories. Can you take in too much protein? Sure. If your calories are above what your daily requirements are, you're in a positive energy balance. doesn't matter what the macronutrient is. But this is saying just in and of itself, not having anything to do with the number of calories you take in per day that, <laughs> that, that you're, you're storing it. And he doesn't stop there. That's why I'm quoting here the product. That's why you have to bulk and cut or go on stringent diets because you think you're getting straight protein when actually you're getting mostly sugar, which triggers fat storage. No, you're getting protein. What matters is how many calories you take in, your exercise, but I am living proof, my clients are living proof, natural bodybuilders, regular bodybuilders, that whey protein works. And let me go a step further. Well, let me tell you what whey is. I'm quoting here, whey is a fast digesting complete protein that naturally contains all of the essential amino acids that your body cannot make on its own. It has been shown to support muscle recovery. (laughs) When taken over time in combination with regular exercise, regular uh, resistance exercise, whey can help support muscle building. So let's use common sense. And what is the person's goal of that supplement? Just to sell the supplement. I mean, (laughs) if, if that logic, if that explanation about protein and whey protein were true, Everyone would be walking around heavy that took these protein powders. You know, my friends, the guys on the cover of, uh, who've, you know, been on the cover of, of muscle magazines, muscle and fitness, muscle, they're, they're taking away protein and they look ridiculously ripped. Okay. And whey protein isolate, by the way, is, don't want to go too deep into it, but that's been filtered. Okay. Excess carbs, fats, and lactose isolated out using sophisticated filtering technology. 
Let me give you, a, a, there's a protein researcher, well-known, Stuart Phillip, PhD of McMaster University. He's quoted in Men's Health Magazine as saying, quote, bottom line, if you're taking inadequate protein, then BCAAs are a complete waste of money. Now, bodybuilders take them, and if you're taking them, fine. But I'm going to argue against strongly <laughs> this product and the claims made by it. One study, one study, just to support what I've said, functional properties of whey, whey components, and essential amino acids, mechanisms underlying health benefits for active people. It's a review. This was uh, a couple of years ago, May 2003, the Journal of Nutritional Biochemistry. I'm going to read the abstract to you. Whey proteins and amino acid supplements have a strong position in the sports nutrition market based on the purported quality of proteins and amino acids they provide. Recent studies employing stable isotope methodology demonstrate the ability of whey protein or amino acid mixtures of similar composition to promote whole body and muscle protein synthesis. Totally goes against the other claims. Okay. Other developing avenues of research explore health benefits of whey that extend beyond protein and basic nutrition. Now, I'm going to leave you with this. What did I talk about in the show on protein and protein powders and supplements? I believe real food first, always. Whatever way you want to do it. I am eggs and, and chicken and fish, salmon, tuna. Many vegans out there, fine, adequate protein sources. But there are things, there are combinations. Real food does things, quite simply put, that we can't do in products that are man-made. Supplements are, by definition, to supplement what you can't get in in your diet. When you eat real food, and you can only eat so much chicken and fish, you know, and so taking a protein powder can be easy and convenient and fill in gaps. Okay. And let me read you that one line again from Dr. Phillips. Bottom line is if you're taking in adequate protein, BCAAs are a complete waste of money. But see, you can't make money off of people eating fish and chicken and eggs the way you can with some pseudoscience and some products that are super expensive. And you have to go against the current wisdom. Be the iconoclast. And I, I just find it ridiculous because it goes against what you see with your very eyes. I just watched it. I did a run on my treadmill and I watched Generation Iron 3. Awesome, you know, documentaries on bodybuilding. Flawed, <laughs> but entertaining. Uh, enough about that. But this goes right into, uh, these are all kind of getting connected now. Uh, question number three. It's about my uh, episode I did on steroids. Great show about steroid use. As we age, we do lose testosterone. Have heard from some friends that take testosterone under a doctor's care that they feel better and more energetic. How do you feel about seeing a doctor and taking testosterone? What would a testosterone level be uh, low enough that would make you consider testosterone treatment? Awesome question. Awesome question. And when you start to look at the research and the debate about this, they're still figuring it out the low testosterone levels. I'm not a doctor, <laughs> so I'm not even going to give you those levels. Uh, this is first and foremost something you're going to discuss with your doctor, right? 
but when you do the research, the current research is what? Quoting here, the health, uh, this is from the Mayo Clinic, the health benefits of testosterone therapy for age-related decline in testosterone aren't clear. And secondly, it's unclear whether testosterone therapy would benefit older men who are otherwise healthy. Okay, guidelines from the American College of Physicians indicate that testosterone therapy might improve sexual function somewhat in, in some men, but there's little evidence that it improves other functions such as vitality and energy. So what happens? And when you read, you know, these doctors are saying they're inundated with people coming in and saying, you know, I think I have low T because there's commercials everywhere. And again, they're selling, they're selling something, right? The pharmaceutical industry, I'm not against drugs and, and you know, many uh, just incredible drugs out there for so many different issues. Here's my take on it. And if you've listened to this show, you know, over the months and gosh, how long are we now? We're getting there. Coming up on a year and a half, I think. You got to do the other stuff first. So everyone's tired. So that's what they say. You know, the the, do, the uh, doctor says they have the co- patient come in and say, you know, doctor, I'm, I'm 45, I'm 50. I just I don't have the energy I used to have. Now, is that person eating well? Is that person exercising? Is that person strength training? So this is a tough question, but it's not, in my opinion. First and foremost, you, you, you discuss this with your doctor. But listen, there are, you can doctor shop. And there are doctors that specialize in this. And they're going to write you, uh, you know, a prescription right away. That scares me. But if you're going to do it, I will always say do it under a doctor's supervision, of course. Uh, but let me get into some other uh, potential side effects. This is the Mayo Clinic again. Uh, testosterone therapy has various risks, including worsening sleep apnea. If you already have that, it can make it worse. Obviously, the one many people know about causing acne or other skin issues. Then there's a whole thing with the prostate they're, they're trying to, you know, study and look at potential cancers and just worsening issues with your prostate. Uh, gynecomastia. I talked about this during the steroid show when I did do the natural bodybuilding and saw people that had abused steroids. Uh, gynecomastia is you, you get breasts as a guy. Uh, you can Number five, it can limit your sperm production or cause your testicles to shrink. We've all heard that, right? And then just another one, it can stimulate too much red blood cell production, which contributes to the increased risk of forming a blood clot. This was an issue. I mean, obviously it was EPO as well, but with a lot of cyclists, testosterone and EPO, their blood got really thick and, and you know, there were deaths. So... I'm going to give you one study, too, because it kind of goes to my philosophy on this. Adverse cardiovascular events reported in testosterone trial in older men. This was 2010. I'm going to read you the first paragraph of it. A clinical trial of testosterone treatment in older men reported in the New England Journal of Medicine has found a higher rate of adverse cardiovascular events such as heart attacks and elevated blood pressure in a group of older men receiving testosterone gel compared to those receiving placebo. Due to these events, the treatment phase of the trial was stopped. And the doctor is quoted as saying in this, uh, I don't know if it was this study, but a doctor on this topic said, I can't tell you for certain that this raises your personal risk of heart problems and prostate cancer or that it doesn't. So that's my takeaway. You, You discuss this with your doctor. But my personal philosophy is I am going to Avoid taking anything I don't have to take that has potential side effects. 
especially when those side effects are still not known. Most people, I would argue, are not eating well and doing strength training and doing cardio and sleeping enough and recovering and having a positive mindset. And I would argue that would fix a huge number of the people who think they are in need of low-T therapy. I'm going to do another show on this specifically with an expert. But again, the research is mixed. The research is relatively new. We don't know. If we don't know, I'm going to go with what I know. I know the positive side effects of everything I just described. And I'm personally going to stick to that. But that's a choice that you make. And if you're ever going to take anything, again, reputable doctor's supervision. Great question. Uh, You know what? Let's take one final break. We've got one, two, four more awesome questions. All right. Final break. We'll be right back. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, cheap Caribbean vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book using our exclusive budget beach finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to Hyatt Ziva Riviera Cancun at CheapCaribbean.com. That's CheapCaribbean.com. And we are back. Listener questions. Love it. Again, thank you to everyone who reached out and continue to reach out. And please do not hesitate. I love it. Love to hear from you. Question. This is four, right? And this tied into what we've been talking about. Tom, love your show. I've been thinking an interesting topic for your audience, myself included, would be about the rise in certain new supplements. Curious about these greens and reds powders that supplement companies are promoting like gangbusters, especially on Instagram. Also saw your post recently about one brand, so I'd be curious to hear your thoughts. This guy, a former Division I baseball player, and I still train like I'm ready to compete. So always curious, new ways to improve. Awesome question. Back to the supplement issue. Now, this is second level. I have to go back to that. So yes, I had one of these greens type company reach out to me, send me product, and I like it. 
I take it. So here's, you know, the takeaway for the vast majority of you people. It's expensive. And, you know, I hesitate. I, I got the first round free. I'm always honest with you, you with you listeners, you people. <laughs> uh, I don't know that I'm re-upping, uh, that I'm going to pay for it myself because I'm getting this with my real food. But that being said, this way, this this may be one product that I do pay for. Why? I'm I'm eating super healthy now. You know, constantly improving, never perfect. No one is getting ready for this next race, dropping weight, eating healthier, cutting out. You know, if I was 80, 20 or maybe 75, 25 as far as healthy to unhealthy, I'm now cleaning it up. So it's 80, 20. Then it's going to be 85, 15. I can do this math. 90, 10. But here is the major takeaway for this type of stuff. If you're not eating healthy to begin with, and that's, I'll give you 70% of the time, you can't, there's no supplement out there that I know of (laughs) that is going to fill in the gaps if you're not eating healthy. So you can take as much of that green powder as uh, as you want, but if you're eating processed foods all the time, what is it going to do for you? So these are supplements. I'm going to say it over and over and over again. And in my vast experience and honest take on all this stuff, it's mental. It's the placebo effect. So when I take this green drink, I feel good about myself. I know it's, well, (laughs) it, it shouldn't be bad for me. I don't ever. You know, uh, you know, I take everything with a grain of salt. You got to look at everything. But it's on top of the eggs I had for breakfast, the whole wheat toast, the salad I had for lunch, you know, with salmon, the oatmeal, the blueberries, the fruit, the vegetables. If you're not doing all those things, don't spend a significant amount of money on that other stuff. Save that money. Some of this stuff, let's say I'm going to throw it around number $100 a month. Use that money for your healthy food and use that money for the convenience. I am so lazy. I get a green, there's finally a new uh, juice bar type thing in my neighborhood. One went out, but thank goodness there's one back. So it's expensive to get the red drink and the green drink that I get, but I get it from them because I'm too lazy to do it. So I would rather do it that way and spend the money that I would spend on that supplement Listen, I'm talking myself out of sponsors <laughs> and things like that. But it's about health and it's about common sense and it's about what can you afford, what can you do, and what is actually going to really make a difference. So to this person who's a division one, this person sounds like super high competitive and probably doing, you know, a good job with his diet. So the short answer to him would be, it's not a miracle worker. I don't feel, you know, the toughest thing when people say to me, you know, how do you feel after taking my product? I go, I always feel good. <laughs> I don't know that I feel significantly better because I was feeling good from sleeping and eating healthy and getting my exercise in and a positive mindset. So this is what makes you feel good, what you're willing to spend your money on, do your research, and that's difficult, and send me questions on specifics, but they're supplements. You need to eat healthy. They can't undo poor eating. Just doesn't work. 
But that mental boost, especially when I'm training for a race, I feel a little better about myself. Whether that is has any, you know, physiological effect from the supplement itself, I don't know. And you know what I do now? I take that green drink right before I go to bed at night. I usually wake up super hungry in the middle of the night. I'm still trying to figure out, you know, depending on how much exercise I do, that caloric intake, but it makes me feel good to know that I went to bed drinking something like that. And that's it. It's more mental for me. Okay? So I hope that helps. They're supplements. But if they are also, by the way, getting you to exercise more, that's awesome. That's awesome. I did have the brother who would buy these supplements back in the day, and he wouldn't actually spend all the money on the supplements, but he wouldn't put the time in. That doesn't help. But if you're spending money on a supplement, regardless of the efficacy of that supplement, if you're getting to the gym and you're working out more, by the way, that's oftentimes why you're like, oh, the supplement really works. Is it the supplement or is it that you're now motivated to work out more? And if that's what it does for you, who gives you this information? Then it's worth it. Then it's worth it. All right. Awesome question. All right. We're on number five. I like this one too. And it's kind of a little, you know, apply to two groups of people who are listening. Hi, Tom. Quick question about training and injuries. Friend of mine is a college level baseball player, another baseball player, uh, and has been battling issues with his throwing arms, specifically in the shoulder. He says he has issues with partial dislocations, among other things. That being said, as many college athletes, he says he played through the injury for most of his career prior to the pandemic. Now he wants to slowly get back into training, specifically resistance training. He wants to get back to being stronger and ready for when baseball season picks up again. What do you think about a situation like this? Would you take on a client like this? So this is, I'm gleaning from the question, this person is a trainer of sorts, uh, you know, coach, strength and conditioning coach. What would the proper protocol be when dealing with a situation like this? He says his shoulder is fine, but it has been a while since he engaged in activity uh, during the pandemic, aside from golfing most days. Okay, so I know some of you are going, well, I don't care, I'm not a trainer, doesn't matter. let's assume you're the injured person as well, right? So it's very simple, first and foremost. It's like when you take a test, uh, (laughs) a fitness trainer test or something like that. If the question ever has, you know, multiple choice answers and one is like call 911, 99.9% of the time, that's the right answer. So with a question like this, it's he's got to go to a doctor first. He's got to get that shoulder checked out. We got to know what's going on there. So first and foremost, from a, you know, safety standpoint, you know, insurance and, and, you know, litigation standpoint, just common sense. If he's got an issue, he's got to go get that shoulder checked out and get cleared to exercise. And then it's simple. And I love that he said he wants to get, he wants to slowly get back into training. That's exactly the answer. You get cleared from your doctor, see what the issues are. And then you start to build up that shoulder joint, one of the, you know, the most mobile joint in the body. So many people have issues with it as a result. We want to strengthen the muscles, rotator cuff muscles, so they are as strong as possible so that joint is as stable as possible. So, yes, after being cleared by the doctor, I'm, I'm pausing because there's a phenomenal, I just had a, uh, you know, memory of a, a phenomenal strength training routine, uh, but I'll get uh, apply to that. (laughs) Forget where I am right now, uh, what I'm talking about. Uh, I will reach out to this person specifically, but there's a protocol for specific shoulder issues for baseball players. That's awesome. Anyway, yes, as a strength and conditioning coach, these are awesome clients, right? You're going to help them get back 
to to playing to strength, but it has to be an intelligent, progressive, periodized plan. So absolutely. And many of you who are, who have shoulder issues, same thing. You want to get it checked out. You want to go to someone like this who asked me the question, hopefully, you know, has some credentials and experience. Sounds like they do. If they're asking this question, smart question, and you want to build back up slowly. I've talked about the only issue I really ever had was in football, high school. Only time I really had to go to a physical therapist, dislocated my shoulder. It wasn't after all the Ironmans and ultras and running marathons. No, no issues there that led to, you know, major issues. But I've got the shoulder issues, so I still do the internal, external rotation. I do those strengthening exercises. We all should. And great, great place to pitch my new book, The Micro Workout Plan. One of the five-minute workouts is the shoulder RX. It's the exercises you do prehab or rehab. If you don't have shoulder issues, well, that five-minute routine will help you not have the issues, hopefully. Make that shoulder girdle as strong as possible. If you do, like most people, have some shoulder issue over the years, sports, things like that, just activities of daily living, it will help those people as well. All right? And I just want to finish up by saying I'm now training for that Ironman, as I've talked about, but I do a swim routine that is right now specifically for shoulder mobility and strength. Both my shoulders. I'm 52. This swimming is one of the best ways for me to strengthen and loosen up and keep that shoulder, both shoulders, healthy. I'm doing, you know, backstroke type exercises, breaststroke, still training for the Ironman and and putting in that type of specific swim training, but it's serving multiple, multiple purposes for me. I got the goal of the, the race. It's making me fix my weak links. And you should too. All right. Number six, I love this, uh, just uh, this person uh, is listening from, you know, this is the amazing thing about a podcast, right? Hi, Tom. I'm an avid listener of the podcast from Nairobi, Kenya. Love the content. It has helped me a great deal. I have a quick question. Since COVID restrictions began, I started doing outdoor runs built up from three times a week to six, about 20 minutes run. Uh, So not too long, but their frequency is high, I would say. I've begun having pain in my big toes near the joint where it connects to the rest of the foot, mostly when walking or doing a different exercise. Have you ever heard of anyone who has experienced this? What would your advice be? Uh, It's taking the joy out of workouts. Thank you in advance. It's really common. And I always have to say, whenever you have an issue like this, if someone specifically says, here's exactly what the reason is, they don't know what they're talking about. There's so many different potential causes, right? Is it the shoes? Is it, you know, do you need orthotics? Is it so many different things? Now, I have had this type of pain over the years. It went away. So there's so many times that things go away. And oftentimes what is happening is you're getting stronger and you're getting more efficient. So that is why I always stress, I don't care how much you love or how healthy that new form of exercise is, you don't want to do too much too soon. You will have issues. So first and foremost, that's six times a week running, even though it's for 20 minutes, I would pull back on that frequency. Pull back. I know that can be tough, but three days a week, possibly four, if you have to do two days back to back, but I would ideally say Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Monday, Wednesday, Saturday, you can run. Okay. And then cross train. 
if that's strength training, if that's, you know, you're in Kenya, I don't know, you know, if you're biking or swimming, but some type of cross-training yoga, bodyweight exercises, but pull back, pull back on the running a little bit and allow the issue to kind of heal. And other things I would throw out there again, it's tough to, you know, diagnose and, and give perfect advice, obviously, from just this question, but running on softer surfaces, that could be an issue, you know, a helpful solution, part of the solution. Check your shoes. Uh, you know, people go, oh, go barefoot. Yes and no. Depends. So first and foremost, pull back six times. Nope. Now we're going three. Still doing it, but pulling back, giving time to rest. There are things like, and I will do shows on these, expand these concepts out. Side stitches. Had those like crazy when I first started running. Almost never happened now. Pains in the top of my foot. People say, you know, I've been running and I got this weird pain in the top of my foot. Used to have that. Haven't had it in years. So I would argue many of these things are your body getting stronger, building up. But when you do too much too soon, you don't cross train, you don't do your strength training, you're going to have issues. And everyone does. You don't beat yourself up. You just be smart. You ask the question. So, yes, pull back. Start running non-consecutive days. Do some strength training. Check your footwear. Just make sure it's not too small, too big. Run on softer surfaces. You know, they. you could have a second toe that's longer. There's some issues, but I have that too. I'm supposed to have some major issues with running. I don't. I've got those monkey feet, if you want to be honest. But I don't have those issues. So so much of this is about progression. Hope that helps. You know, again, could be so many different things. But first and foremost, it sounds to me like that could really be a potential solution is to just pull back, build up slowly, cross train and see what happens. All right. Hope that helps. All right. Final question. Hey, been listening to your podcast. A couple questions came up trying to lose fat and gain muscle. I'm accomplishing this by eating low carb, high protein and in a caloric deficit by 250 to 300 calories a day. I've been trying to inject 16 to 24 hour fasts in there on occasion to help lose fat faster or gain momentum or something. I read that too big of a calorie deficit will do more harm than good if muscle gain is your goal. Does this also mean that fasting is or can be counterproductive when trying to build muscle? For some perspective, I weigh 195 pounds. Scale guesses I'm at 26% body fat. My goal is not a specific body weight, more like a healthy, sustainable weight. Hope I'm making sense here. Uh, you're totally making sense. Phenomenal question. Now, I have to say that I'm not a fan of fasting in and of when people go for long periods of time and then come out and they're, you know, starving and they don't eat well. That's kind of like taking, it's, it's a lot like taking supplements and not eating well. What did that do? And many people overeat. So I have to always say that we need to eat. We need to fuel our bodies. We need to fuel our brains. Now, if you do read the research, two things. People who take in fewer calories and people who go stretches of time without eating live longer lives. That's the science. And you know what? That goes right to what I believe, evolution. We didn't always have food available, right? We didn't have as much or as frequent. So that makes sense. And when I really kind of think about the way I eat, you know, when I read and I joke, I actually tweeted out like 16 hours of fasting for many people, that's just skipping breakfast. But that's the truth, right? 
That's the truth. You know, if you stop eating at nine o'clock at night, you know, so many people say, I don't eat late at night. Most people take in a lot of calories later in the evening or the evening and late into the evening. So you don't eat, you stop eating at nine, get up, wait till nine. That's 12 hours. Don't have breakfast. You have lunch. There's your 16 hours. I don't think that's the best strategy for the vast majority of people. You need to fuel your day. You need to fuel your brain. But again, I have to say the research shows going, you know, longer periods of time without eating, not a bad thing. Could be a real positive thing or is shown to be a positive thing. But it doesn't work if when you come back to eating, you're not eating healthy. So <laughs> I have to say that. Uh, so the 16-hour fast, I'm okay with. The 24-hour fast, <sighs> if you're trying to build muscle, you got to fuel your body. You got to fuel your body. Look, again, Generation Iron 3. The amount, now these are the extremes, I know. The amount that these bodybuilders eat, it's crazy. But that's not you, and you're not 340 pounds, and, but you can extrapolate that down. So my short answer is you don't need to do those fasts. You need to get an adequate protein, and you need to do strength training. Can you do those fasts occasionally? Absolutely. I'm, I'm totally okay with that. Again, as long as you are doing your strength training and getting inadequate protein. What happens for a lot of people, though, is 24 hours without fuel. When you come back, your workouts are going to suffer for many people. You're not going to be able to push yourself as hard. So it can make it harder. So the short answer is you don't need to do those. And, and bodybuilders, even natural bodybuilders, it, when, I did that for a couple of years. I never fasted. I ate really, really, really clean, as they call it. You know, it was egg whites and distilled water and oatmeal and chicken breasts and sweet potatoes and asparagus. And it was brutal. <laughs> that was an extreme. But I learned from the extremes. So the short answer is no, you don't need to do that. You need to push yourself with a great strength training program. You know, uh, 195 pounds, you need roughly... 100 grams plus or minus a day, but be consistent with that. Maybe a little more if you want to build some muscle. Depends how active you are. But about half your body weight in grams of protein per day, generally a little bit more for active people who want to build more muscle. So that's like, you know, 25 to 30 grams every feeding if it's about, you know, four, five feedings a day, 20 to 30 grams. Spread it out. You don't have to. Get those arguments, but who wants to take in 120 grams of protein at one sitting? Can your body, you know, tolerate that or simulate that? So you're doing great. You're doing awesome. Phenomenal question. But let's do things that we can do for a lifetime. If it's not a problem for you to go 16 hours, and again, that's overnight. But again, I don't, I don't want you to not have breakfast, be able to fuel your body for those workouts and things. So there you go. Short answers. You don't have to. <laughs> All right. I want to end just a nice, more of a comment, but I can just, you know, finish with this. Woman reached out. I've been running for about 20 years and I'm doing weights a couple times a week and one day of yoga. I am 62, so I need to. I love how you keep it real with your tips and admit when you really don't like something, but do it anyway. Thank you. Yoga, not a huge fan. I've, you know, I'm doing so many other things, swimming, biking, running, strength training, stretching. 
but I know that it will help me. And so I am pushing <laughs> myself once a week for this Ironman training. It's going to be Mondays, my recovery days. And some days, no, some days I'll move it and have that, you know, pure recovery day when the workouts really get, you know, to be a little longer. But I love this. 20 years she's been running. She's doing weights a couple times a week. Perfect. She's doing yoga. Perfect. You know, there's nowhere here that says she can't run. And just, she sounds positive and happy. And I love that. And yes, I'm always going to give you my honest take on everything. It has to be. And that's one of the major issues with fitness today. You're seeing the perfect. You're seeing the Instagram perfect. And, you know, what was the great line? Shoot. I uh, just read a great line. And it was, you know, basically something to the effect of Instagram is what people aspire to be, not who they are. Such a great line. You know, what you see on Instagram is what those fitness people are aspiring to be as far as what they're saying they're doing. You know, do as they do, not as they say. Acta non verba. Back to my six, seven years of Latin. Came in real handy. <laughs> anyway, final listener mailbag show. Again, final thank you to everyone who has listened to the show, supported it in this year as we come to the end of 2020. Crazy year. Let me say this. Yeah, we'll always have challenges. Crazy. It's a pandemic. Crazy. But we're going to have those obstacles, sometimes bigger, sometimes, you know, smaller, but they're always going to be there. And it's how we react to them that is within our control. And I'm always going to reframe it to the positive. Always. I'm grateful every morning to wake up and I'm grateful every run to be able to do it, to be healthy enough. You know, I don't have to work out. I get to. Because there are three things we can control. How much we move, what we put into our mouths, and our attitudes. And that is awesome. Thank you for listening. Again, if you have two seconds, rate the show, subscribe to the show, reach out. Many more listener mailbag episodes. Uh, Tom H. Fit, again, Instagram and Twitter. Uh, fitnessdisrupted.com. You can go right there. And by the way, micro workout plan. Thank you to everyone who has purchased it. Uh, the Kindle version is finally going to be available. I don't know what the delay was there. Still trying to figure that out. The, the hardcover or softcover book came out before that. Uh, but thank you. And if you have read it, a uh, huge help to authors is to review it on Amazon. That would be awesome. Uh, I just have to throw that in there. Got to do the little, you know, <laughs> uh, salesmanship stuff. But thank you. Thank you to everyone. I truly love what I do. Want you to have the best information so that you can have the best life. I'm Tom Holland. This is Fitness Disrupted. Believe in yourself. Fitness Disrupted is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas and more, or simply soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, cheap Caribbean vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget beach finder. Or find a featured all-inclusive package to Star Hotels and Resorts and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, Shoot that, shoot that! And even, Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply.